0: This is Soul
1: to Soul on 101.9 Chai FM. 101.9 Chai FM Chai Chinuch We are back as every Monday between 2 to 3 where we discuss everything happening around the world, around the community. Anything in education, anything to improve ourselves, to improve our families, our kids, to improve our next generation and actually the generation that we live in. Just being a better place, and seeing what's out there, what's available for us. A lot happening today in the show. Uh, later on, I'm going to have in studio with me um, Eleni Schottenstein, uh, who has brought an amazing project into the community. We'll talk with her more about that. Uh, what are the options for education for teenagers in community? We'll see that soon. Later on, I'm going to have Gilad Spatolnik, who I couldn't resist. He says he has a way to make kids think Teenage kids think in logic, which I wish I was a teenage kid, because thinking like logic is always good. Before we get to that, and many more happening on the show, our numbers, if anybody wants to be in contact, any question, anything that you want to bring on, anything that's important for you in education, please send it in, 0621482374, is the WhatsApp line, Oh six two one four eight two three seven four. anywhere in around the world. In South Africa, however, three four five one nine is the SMS line, three four five one nine. You could always call it in at 074-654-7335 or email us at onair at highfm.com. So many ways to communicate, I'm sure we'll find the way. Before I start, I have to share an amazing experience I've been having in the past two, three days, uh just learning about people, looking around watching. Uh, some of us, of our listeners know, some don't. Uh, there's a large area in Highlands North that's been cut off of electricity. For the past two days, Saturday night, cut off, and it seems like it's going to take to fix it between, I don't know, anywhere between five hours to five months. The problem should be solved. And, you know, there were very special moments. I know this is an education show, and this is the time when you see people in the most frustrating moments. No electricity. Kids, houses are freezing cold. Kids need baths. There's hardly how to cook. There's only ha- hardly how to manage. Don't forget, all the gates are electric, and I'm sure many of you have experienced it before. I found myself watching very special moments, like a little, a little girl, eight-year-old, who came and said, watched her three fish die because there's no electricity, and said. If Hashem could do anything, how come He can't make my fish come back to life? All these special moments, and I'm going to share it with a few of them throughout the show. The reason I'm bringing this up is because, unfortunately, losing electricity for two, three days or more is something common here. However, only when it hits you, you realize how difficult it really is. So, I'm going to ask any of our listeners who have experienced it. And know what the families are going through and know what the neighborhood's going through and know how to manage with the kids that don't have what to do. They're cold. They need help. What tips would you give your another mother in managing the situation? It's dark. It's cold. Kids are hungry. What tips, what helped you go through it? I know that it's sometimes simple ideas when somebody's from the outside or somebody has experienced it already, could help a lot. So if there's anything you can share with us to help other members in the community, please send it in 0621482374 through WhatsApp, 0621482374. You can send us an SMS at 34519 or call it in 0746547335. I'm going to share two moments that I had in throughout this. Uh, I won't say load shedding because it's not, because it's just the problem. And anyway, we were promised that there's no more load shedding, so it can't be load shedding. Uh, two things that happened. in One of the schools, uh, one of the children in the community came, came to school and told us to and the parents conducted the school and said, just by the way, our child was up half the night freezing cold, um, tried to warm it up. It was hard. It was scary. He, he expected him to be tired. One of the teachers, in a very discreet way, found a way to contact the parents and said, I didn't hear of any load shedding, so if by any chance it's because you didn't pay your bill, please let me know if I could help you, if I could help your child, if I could help you get electricity back, maybe a loan, maybe you need help, which was a very inspiring moment for me to watch. And one more uh, moment of wisdom before we start moving on, because we do have a very busy show and not enough time. As I was going towards uh, the studio, I saw a father walking in the street, somebody I've never met before, I don't know him, and I asked him what's happening, and he tells me, well, they said maybe by the end of the day there'll be electricity. And I looked at him, and I know what he's going through, because I could just imagine. And I asked him, so how are you going to manage? And he says, you know what? I'm actually pretty happy, because my kids are off TV. And you know what? I know that it's such a small point, but I, I really... And I'm, I'm really inspired. If somebody through those nights and through those moments could see the nice point, the positive. And without going too into details, is it positive, is it not positive? However, if in his eyes it was positive and he was able to share it with us as forget all the difficulty around and focus on the positive. Amazing moment. Just wanted to share with you. And obviously, if anything, you want to share with the people in the Highlands North that are cut off electricity for who knows how long. And we you have anything to share with them, how can they can deal with it, any ideas to play with the kids, to comfort them, to just pass through the days, please share it with us at 34519 is a SMS line, email it on air at highfm.com, or you can always call at 074654-7335. We're going to move on. It's getting late. And I want to welcome, we're going to go straight to the point. I want to welcome, thank you so much for being with us, Eleni Suttenstein.
0: My pleasure.
1: So you are an educational kinesiologist
0: Kinesiologist
1: Kinesiologist But
0: really what I am is a passionate mother Who has connected with another passionate mother in Cape Town Uh, Sheila Valentini is her name And I know the community will have the privilege of hearing her next Monday
1: So I'm going to stop you right now Because a lot of our listeners have no idea what we're talking about And I'm going to share it with them For the past who knows how long I've been hearing from you That there is... So much out there to offer for teenage kids and teenage schools and so many good, and there are good programs that would improve our school system, improve our kids, improve teen, improve everybody and just exposing our community to and bringing th- ideas from far. And I was always used to respond, so, so let's do something, do something, do something, whatever. And apparently you did. Right.
0: Uh, so, so I you- gave her a call and uh, she'll be coming down to uh, yeah, coming up to Johannesburg next Monday.
1: So who is Sheila? What does she do?
0: So Sheila was a, a passionate mother who believed that there were other alternatives for her children's education, and at one point she had 13 children. She also, being in Cape Town, wanted a more progressive Torah education, limudei okay. hakodesh, for her for her children, and she sent her children with their friends' fathers. Some of them were rabbis. To the shul To the base medrash, To learn to daven And learn
1: So we are talking about Sheila Valentini I think her yes, name is yes. And her position is She's a principal Well
0: I'll get there And just want to give you The, the start of her, her journey uh, In the afternoon The kids would leave The base medrash And be dropped off In her apartment And at one point She had 13 That she needed to homeschool and she from there, of her own kids? No, her own only? children with their friends. They that were getting their Torah education with fathers in the base midrash, and then they were given to her to homeschool for their general studies. And that's really the seed of what she developed now. She has a school called Cape Town Torah High. Okay. Um, it's an accredited school. I think she's one of the only schools working towards an American accreditation. And what is her school? You'll hear definitely more about it from her. Okay. But I am just totally inspired by someone who can go against the norm. And have out-of-the-box thinking, and not only have her conviction about the solution, but actually manifest it.
1: Why is her school different than any other school?
0: Okay, so it's a dual curriculum school for Jewish children. They do limudah hakoidesh in the morning, and then their general studies is not a South African matric. This is a high school program. We're talking about her school is grade seven to twelve. Okay. The the program that she's using is from the University of Nebraska online high school so that organization is a university in america in nebraska and they've developed with the growing trend responding to the growing trend globally which is online education which my husband tells me is forecasted to be almost a billion dollar industry because the world of education is changing whether we want to accept that or not okay. and they've responded to that trend by producing a High school curriculum, so you could live in China or Johannesburg or New Zealand and graduate with that curriculum for your high school
1: so you it, let me understand she connected with a university that has a high school curriculum online yes and took it from just being online since online, I'm assuming, is kind of also a risk for many teenagers and not... Uh, I, wouldn't, I don't know if a teenager on his own could sit down there and start connecting. Well, if you
0: look at the numbers globally, it's not a risk. It's a growing trend that's growing exponentially. But yes, for the Cape Town students that she had in her care, who are already going to the base midrash to, look, to do their limodeha De HaKodesh, it made sense to then extend their day and offer the online program in a school environment. But I need to qualify so what that that's means. So wh- that's what <laughs> okay. I was going to
1: get to. It's not kids um, like the dream come true of one teenager told me, no, I'm waiting for online school. That I don't have to get dressed in the morning. I could stay in bed all day with my computer.
0: Well, I want to share something really interesting about that because I had the privilege, my husband and I had the privilege of interviewing two of her graduates. This was her first line of graduates at the end of last year. Two of them, they came straight after their graduation. They came to the Yeshiva Gadoi here in Johannesburg. Subsequently, the one is already in Israel.
1: Okay. Before we continue with this story, we do have to take a short ad break, and we will be back uh, discussing the graduates of the uh, Sheila School in Cape Town. 101.9, Chayafem, Chayichin, Lechthar, G We will be right back. This is Soul to Soul on 101.9, FM. 101.9, we are back. We are in the middle of an amazing discussion here with Eleni Sottenstein. Eleni Schottenstein? Sottenstein? if you want to be more South African, uh, okay. Do I want to be more South African? I don't know. You're bringing overseas curriculums. So if the South Africans don't want to be South African, no, I wouldn't say that. Okay. Yeah. So we are in the middle of discussing a school that's happening right now in Cape Town, very successful school, together with online. And you were sharing with us... Um, uh, yeah, interview. I had an interview with, had with two of the, of the graduates. graduates. So
0: they were the guinea pigs uh, of the school.
1: What is, and they okay. joined,
0: they left Hertzlia High School and they joined Sheila's school, the Cape Town Torah High, in grade nine. Okay. And the one graduate said to me, I was your standard, any label you want student. ADD, ADHD, I hated school were the words that came out of his mouth.
1: Why do we say, when we say labeled students, maybe we mean labeled as means the top of the class, the Absolutely. Amazing, this is what Absolutely. I'm quoting him. Yeah. This is
0: what I'm quoting. I came okay. out of his mouth. He said, I was getting 38% for maths at Herzliya High School. And I finished school with 97% maths with my SATs and my NBT qualification. And what did I gain? I gained a love of learning. And that is really a differentiator for the school because... What is the learning process? It is a complete revolution on the traditional classroom setup of sitting and having the sage on the stage in front of you. If you see a typical class, and Sheila can tell you more next week, the children are all at their own PCs. I'll just say that Sheila herself
1: will be here next week. We're going to get to it later on, but she will be on the show, and she's also hosting a, uh, a show. We'll talk about that. That's what you're mentioning. Great. So, when you see a class, what does it look like?
0: So, some of the kids are on bean bags. Some of the kids are outside. It's very much self-directed learning. And what she provides in the school system are tutors. Some of them are professors, university professors, that have come out of retirement to work with these kids. So the Thrust is an online program that is dependent on the student. So your point before we had a break was one of the kids said, I'd love to find online learning, then I don't have to go to school. Well, these boys shared with me that... You know, they were going to make coffee and reading a book. And very quickly, within one week, they saw how behind they got in their curriculum. And he said the most amazing thing happened. We learned how to become motivated in an inner-directed way.
1: They understood the responsibility. Totally.
0: They were given the space, the structure of the learning environment is that no one's going to do it for you. So he said very soon we we gathered together and we helped each other, which a beautiful, very Strong bond between these boys happened. The one said to me, I've, I love my fellow students like my brothers. The bond that we developed through helping wow. each other and mentoring each other and assisting each other, keeping each other motivated, as well as learning the value of motivation from an internal place as, a spo- as opposed to an external motivator with some of the values that the school system g- gave them for life.
1: Okay, so I need to ask you about that. You're, you're describing an amazing project, an amazing school that's happening here in Cape Town, and uh, running in an environment of kids kind of understanding that they have to control their own time and make sure that they learn properly and, and accomplish. Saying that, I know that some of the high schools here in Johannesburg are very interested to hear what Sheila has to say and looking into maybe implementing it into their own schools. Now, I know these schools. Let's hope. Yeah, let's hope. <laughs> However, I know these schools. They're organized. They're structured. They're a typical, typical school like yes. you ever imagined. How would that even work?
0: Yeah, so it's going to need some revolutionary thinkers who are brave enough to think out of the box and maybe scrap some, some of the old systems that are, in my personal opinion, not working and reinvent the wheel to an extent. So she does have a classroom setup, but each child is equipped with their own desk and their own PC and their own pace and when they finish one module they can choose to move on to the next module or mentor a child so clearly that is going to totally disrupt the conventional in again my personal opinion archaic system that children are being forced to learn at
1: and does it work in a, in a time system I mean yeah her school day
0: her existing? school day is eight to three limited her in the morning one or two breaks. I think 12 to 3 uh, so sorry eight, eight, 8 to why. 11 is Limudah HaKoedish and I think 12 to 3 but she can tell you more about the structure uh, so, so
1: let me ask you uh, I know you are uh, highly invested in it even though again it's her pro- project we'll speak to her why stop there? I mean, I could personally say from kids I've worked with. Some kids think better in the morning. Some think better at night. Some think better uh, after they ate. Some before they ate. Some in this age group. So why are we sticking to the traditional sure, I'm
0: happy to answer that. So there's one student here, a dynamic. She's our ambassador. Her name's Akira Katz. Hopefully you'll have the privilege of interviewing her next Monday. She's mm-hmm. actually in one of the Jewish day schools here in high school. I think she's grade nine. She'll correct me. And she's taken on this general studies program through the same organization, through the University of Nebraska Online, and she's doing it herself. She has permission not to attend the classes there, and she can definitely talk more from her experience how she's finding it. The answer to your question is that you don't have to have it in a structured environment. But Sheila said to me, this program takes a degree of maturity. And so children, not only are they better in the morning or the night, but different personalities might – be more successful with the offering, as opposed to others. Okay. So she's provided a holding environment for the children. Certainly, she's created a bridging process from grade seven to grade nine on campus, and then from grade nine they can switch over into this curriculum, and okay. their tutors there to, to basically so she's created support.
1: Okay, so and how does it work with the whole support. social life of the kids?
0: Well, they have it. They, they, have, breaks, each they have other They have the same times totally. because they not have like each other. And this particular group of boys. She'll tell you how many are in her school now. She has a boys' school and a girls' school. She has an arrangement with Herzliya High School, and they go for all their extramurals and their sports. And these boys I interviewed said to me, "We we totally kept up socially with our friends. So if we needed more than the 20 friends that we had in our current school, we were open to the general Jewish community through our extramurals. So that didn't, that whole issue of, yeah, if you homeschool your children, they become weird because they don't get the social interaction value uh, of school is statement. taken care of. <laughs> well, you okay. hear people saying that it's controversial to keep your children at home for the, you know, the duration of their, of their schooling years. So this way she, she offers all components of the school experience.
1: Okay, the best and questions are you don't have to, coming to do Afrikaans. In, uh, w-
0: w- you don't have to do Afrikaans. Can we throw that in? All I oh, hear is South African Johannesburg okay. parents saying, why do my children need to do Afrikaans?
1: Which everybody prefers Zulu, I take it. No,
0: I think they should no, do Hebrew personally. They could. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Her school does Hebrew.
1: Okay, so uh, some questions are coming in. I think we actually touched base on them, maybe answer it again. S- Hi, so how do the, that system, how does that system work with a child here in Johannesburg as she does it here? What happens to that child, resocial structure, etc., and continuation comes in later on. But with girl here, what happens socially?
0: So the girl I spoke about, Yakira, is at a Jewish day school. She does all her limudei hakodesh in the classroom with her friends. She then takes her laptop, and it's her own hours when they're doing their general studies. To get her curriculum done
1: so it seems like uh, kind of this is a nice project and a good project and we'll hear about it much more but it really could work together with the schools here in Johannesburg and not it's the instead we're not looking at another system or another no. program
0: my, my personal motivation as eleni as a mother of children is to expose the Johannesburg Jewish community to an alternative and to see what kind of interest it ignites so that we get a group of of people who want to make it happen Because no one else is going to make it happen But the parents of our own children And that's us mm. And there are principals interested in it And yeah, I've, I've to I've them Let them explore it And let's see as a community Can we offer an alternative It may not be for everybody But I think it's worth exploring Manifesting an alternative As exists in Cape Town As
1: opening it in, in other options
0: Yes, absolutely Just
1: for as, as with the child's mind Does that mean we will get Um, Off when there's load shedding.
0: It's a good point Because it relies on the internet (laughs) A lot A lot is research based The individual child is doing the research So yeah, it's a problem if More cables are stolen (laughs) <laughs> uh, okay, yeah,
1: we, we don't want to go down that route. Which, by the go, way, I'm reminding the listeners. Introduced? Yeah, yes. okay. which exactly I will remind the listeners that if, uh, since we know that in Highlands we don't have electricity, if there's any ideas, any tips, anything coming in for any of those parents, how you can manage uh, uh occupying your kids, having fun with no electricity, which is so essential, please send it in 0621482374 is a WhatsApp line, 0621482374. You could always send an SMS at 34519. Or you can call it in oh seven four six five four seven three three five. Send us an email at com. More questions coming in. What about those who don't do Kodesh in a school here, but wants to do the curriculum?
0: Uh, there's absolutely no contradiction. The curriculum stands on its own. I'm just introducing Sheila, who has uh developed a school with a dual curriculum. Right, but this I think it's a very valid on point.
1: Own. But uh, I think it's a very valid point, because... It kind of seems that uh, a child uh, if we the example you brought earlier, but if a child does the curriculum um, online in this program a lot of their social life would come from the Kodesh at yes. times. So from if a child is time. not interested yes. in school, Kodesh or whatever, do they have a place for this program without losing their social?
0: Is that a mother life? or a father asking the question?
1: I have no idea. You Please sign your name. I have so no d- idea. We don't
0: need a name, but I would tell that parent, why don't you create a learning environment that's social using this program for your child?
1: Okay, so you're challenged. <laughs> Whoever it is that sent in the question, so and you want them to open up the school for their own child.
0: Well, I just think explore the avenue because that's what we're sitting with is parents taking responsibility for creating alternatives that work for our children.
1: Right. Which means the, the, uh, there was a respond right now, a mother.
0: A mother. Great. Nothing better than a mother to make it happen.
1: Okay. (laughs) So many times I was asked to mention Mother's Month uh, here on the radio, so here we have it. Okay. So basically, so I, I will tell that mother, uh, before we move on, that there is an event coming up and there's an opportunity to meet Sheila. We do have to take a very short break right beforehand, and we will be right back to discuss how can you really get exposed to this plan properly, meeting Sheila herself, meeting you, the other mothers that are involved. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Two hours every weekday, covering everything from Torah, Parsha, holidays, and so much more. This is 101.9 High FM, Soul to Soul. 101.9 High FM, we are back. Time's moving, and we got to get to the end of the interview. It's actually very interesting and fascinating. Uh, however, I'm in the middle of a discussion with Eleni Schottenstein. Am I getting South African?
0: You're getting there.
1: Getting there, kind of. Who is... Uh, Educational kanzi- a kanziologist and she is part of uh, does a lot of research into education, and she is currently introducing to the Johannesburg community a school kind of school program, uh, something happening in Cape Town which is helping uh, lots of teenagers to graduate properly. We've heard about kids who started off uh, eighth grade with math of thirty eight percent, ended up with ninety seven. Uh, a project that would really work, and. Um we're discussing it because I, Eleni has brought it to uh, the point already where Sheila is, who's the founder and the person who started the project, is going to be here in Johannesburg next Monday. She's bringing her over with another mom and looking into creating... Uh, or introducing more into the community. So obviously, any questions you have about that, 0621482374 is the WhatsApp line, 0621482374. Send us a WhatsApp. You can email us at onairatchaifem. Send us an SMS at 34519 or call us at 74 And by the way, if you have any uh, ideas for families stuck without electricity, if you have anything to offer them, how to help their kids survive these days any tips anything that you've mm-hmm. won't gone through please send it uh send it in another message coming in um as a, there will be i don't know if it's a statement or a question there will be no social aspect unless it's set up as Sheila's school at a specific venue
0: yes obviously
1: Uh i wouldn't say obviously before you say that i would actually say if that's what you think Come to the event on Monday. Let's see what Sheila has to say about that. Let's sure, discuss but if it then. an
0: online program is obviously to be done by the individual, now they However, can group it's done together. In a class. Yes, now right. one, could, one individual could group together with other individuals and create a classroom environment of learning.
1: Which means I know we have to end, but I have one more question coming up. Does that mean that they are in different groups, age groups, or there's actually one classroom for all age groups and levels and things like that. you can
0: ask Sheila about her physical building regarding classrooms but I have seen pictures of individual students at individual desks they have group time to work on stuff but they also have very much individual time to direct their their learning at their pace Um, Sheila will be speaking
1: okay so yeah when how can we get uh when is she coming
0: she's coming uh she will be present and available the whole of Monday the 28th of August she'll be sitting in this chair With you, (laughs) 2 to 3 next Monday. And she will be speaking uh, at 7.30 Monday evening at the Orsameer Hall. At this stage, the small hall at the top.
1: Um, She's got a 30-minute
0: presentation. Two of her students will be present to also share their experiences. And she's left another half an hour for question and answer session. Durban community have also invited her to hear in the past About what she does, so she has a presentation, and we have the privilege of hearing about the results of her students uh, being the first graduates of last year.
1: Okay, so yeah, so so Johannesburg does come before Durban.
0: Well, we we've we've got she basically said to me, I went to Durban with my conviction that it works. Now she's (laughs) coming to Johannesburg with her proof that it works.
1: Okay, cool. Okay, so if anybody wants to hear about that, this coming up Monday, twenty eighth. Or Sameach, it's going to be community uh, The reason I'm uh, discussing it Because I did hear from other principals, other parents That there's uh, large interest From the schools, from the community If anybody wants to contact you directly And if they want to speak to her Or hear more about it, how do they do that?
0: They can email me, Eleni E-L-E-N-I, there's a full stop there And then S-I-M-O-N-E At gmail.com Simone At gmail.com we do have some flyers um, that are going out tonight regarding the event. So hopefully whoever's listening will receive the flyers on their WhatsApp message. We're going to rely on community viral marketing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: please, God. We'll see. We'll see tomorrow how it goes. Then Great. we'll have it here in the radio as well. Okay. Thank you so much for being with us. We went way over time. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank and, you. And please, God, let's hope that the community gets to see it doesn't mean it will fit everybody it just means that here's another opportunity let's look into it and check if it really suits us or not
0: absolutely thank you
1: thank you so much for being with us that was Eleni Schottenstein who's a mother and professional who is um, pushing this project here in the community before we move on to our next interview um, that's happening today I want to share something on the show uh, just right now there is uh, a guy called rabbi david astor rabbi david astor send out uh sends out uh messages throughout the world um regarding uh torah uh, videos many many things happening and thousands and thousands of people ha- get his messages every day. He has sent a message out now saying that uh apparently Unfortunately, uh, a massive car accident. The tragedy has hit his own family, and it's his sister. And uh, she's just sending out this message to all the thousands of people that follow him daily and asking in her voice, please, please, please pray for my children. The situation is very unsimple. I'm going to play very shortly the video so if anybody could stop, listen to a mother that her family is falling apart and listen to her request, Davin, for my kids. And then I will actually give the names also for anybody who wants the Davin. And then we can continue on on the show. So this is Rabbi So, sister-in-law. Let's hear what she has to say. My two
0: daughters, Leah and Hesha, 11, and, Chavah, and 7, both in very serious condition.
1: <laughs> I see you.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm just asking. Anyone who can come in would take any kapala upon themselves for a poison lima for my two girls. I really appreciate it. They just need so many to be loose. <laughs> I'm just asking with all my heart and soul that everybody take a minute and take some tilapia. Tele- Thank you so much. That was a mother crying from her bottom of her heart, please Daphne for my daughters. They were in a terrible accident, and I'm gonna give the names, please, if anybody could just stop what you're doing for one minute and say one thing, one in their honor. The first one she asked for in the clip is Le'ah Hadassah Michal Chana. She's 11 years old. Chava Michal Chana, she's 7 years old. Yochevet Rivka Michal Chana, she's 5 years old. And Gadiela David, Gedalia David Ben Michal Chana, 4 years old. These are her 4 children that were in the car accident, need tremendous help. I know the video is a bit harsh, but I think it's very important that we... Listen, we know what's out there. Please, if we can, just give a moment, give an opportunity, and just give the chizuk that we can, especially coming from a request, family, from somebody who has actually been supportive and actually uh, has so many people getting help from him on a day-to-day basis. It's just our uh, commitment and privilege. But for any child, really, any child that needs help, any child that needs the the. Our prayers, it's our job as the nation, as a Jewish nation, to support each other and to really pray for everybody. We are going to get to the towards the end of the show. We're gonna take a very short break and we will be back for the end of the show. Two hours every weekday, covering everything from Torah, Parsha, holidays, and so much more. This is 101.9 High FM, Soul to Soul. Chai Fem Chai Chinuch with Rabbi G. We are back. We are facing towards the end of the show. There's still quite a lot that we need to discuss. We need to discuss, uh, as we said earlier, coming up, the um, program for teenage boys. Teenage boys is uh, and girls, actually. It's a a, uh, project for teenage kids, which we actually have have dealt with before on the show, discussing how we can... um, Get them motivated, get them involved, get them thinking, get them to take their own responsibility, put them in a place that they are challenged enough, that they have their own um, thoughts and their own moments to actually take their uh, responsibility, be involved, and get into positive thinking. Uh, positive thinking, which means, you know, as I said earlier in the show, we had a point that... Um, uh, a difficult situation, and I was meeting a father here on the way to the show, uh, and he chose the one thing out of the whole situation, I was talking about the, the, the electricity and the the whole difficulty, whatever, we're not gonna go into that again. Saying that, the father just said the one highlight of it, and that was the one, what he chose to actually present in that which is, I think, a very, very important point, which is something that we have to learn how to teach our kids, how to give them the ability, how to give them the knowledge. And, you know, a a lot of that is about the knowledge. I mean, we talk a lot about the show. Um, Is it about the knowledge? Is it about the relationship? Is it about the connection? So I'm sure many of you have heard before uh, on the radio in the last few uh, weeks, many of the presenters have been recording messages for Women's Month, And one of the messages that came through and I was asked to record was actually from a lady called Sarah Schneider. Just to understand, Sarah Schneider was the lady who actually started the uh, schooling for women, for girls in in Europe at the time where there was nothing. There was no school for Jewish girls. And she started everything from scratch. And she came out and she said, the biggest issue we have, the biggest difficulty, the biggest uh, um, um, i guess uh, point that will that will give us uh, will stop us from moving forward is actually the point of lack of knowledge if we we can never underestimate the importance of our children of our daughters of our boys of everybody, knowing our history, knowing where we come from, knowing where we 're going to, knowing what who we, who are we, what is our identity, and how can we actually have the the ability to reach it and that is something that is happening here in the community more and more um, groups, programs. I'm not sure we're even going to be able to get to the interview today. I have a feeling maybe we're going to push it off, not because it's not important, because I actually want to hear more about it. And since the show has uh, taken a bit longer than I thought, um, I'm going to ask Elad maybe to push off the interview. We're going to uh, check about that. Saying that, there is tremendous importance by us as parents, as educators, to look into... Um, our children and see not only what we teach them and what's the knowledge we give them, but also how can we help them to think, to be a part of of the processes, to be a part of, of the nation, of the community, and just be a part, be something that is your individual, but part of the group. So unfortunately, we're going to have to push it off, and this show has been coming to an end. Uh, it's been a lot happening next week. We're going to have here Sheila herself, who's coming out from Cape Town, uh, to discuss the project that is happening in the community, and many more. Please stay tuned. Monday, 2 to 3, Chai Chinuchoth Rabbi We will be back next week. And till then, stay safe. And just remember, it's our job to make ourselves, our community, our families, a better place and uh, opportunity for growth.